It's, thanks for joining our podcast. Today we're presenting a series on our topic, Building Church Community to Fund Ministry. I'm Lauren Hunter, and I blog at churchtechtoday.com, technology for today's church. Um, with us today, we have Ben Straub out of Nashville, Steve Caton from Colorado Springs, and Tom Repke in Ohio. Ben, you recently joined Neris, we heard, um, and it's an innovative stewardship consulting firm focused on accelerating generosity and funding the work of the kingdom. That's great, Ben. Um, you were also with LifeWay and um, focused on helping churches maximize their giving capacity, which is great. We hear you've just written a book in 2009, right, Ben? That's correct. Giving Matters. Wonderful. And you blog at churchgivingmatters.com. That's right. Ben, why don't you share with us just real briefly, um, I, we hear you have a really cool um, uh, title at Generis. What do you call yourself? I actually call myself the uh, Chief Broker of Opportunity, and, um, and that, that for me just kind of captures uh, what I try and help pastors do, which is change the conversation from what do we have to cut to survive to what does God want us to do next. Oh, that's wonderful. Great. Steve Caton, you're also with us from Colorado, and um, you have a great background in technology, fundraising, and church leadership. Thanks so much for coming today. You're with Church Community Builder, which um, we'll just refer to as CCB, right, Steve? That's what everybody calls you guys, uh, CCB folks, CCB uh, sales. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, you have a great, unique experience from what we've heard about uh, how to help strengthen local churches and their connectedness and uh, commitment within the membership in the community. Um, tell us just a, a little tiny bit about Church Community Builder in a nutshell, if you could tell us what CCB does. Well, basically, Lauren, um, and first of all, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, CCB is uh, is basically a web-based church management solution. We were the first relationally oriented church management solution, so we kind of come at church management from a perspective of relationship, uh, which hopefully will uh, be relevant as we move to this conversation. Great. Thanks, Steve. Lastly, Tom Repke, you join us from Ohio, and you serve as the pastor of students where um, you're really passionate about growing and connecting with people as well. Um, thanks so much for being with us here today. Tell us just a little bit uh, about how you view uh, social networking and technology and uh, how that affects the local church. Well, it's great to be here also, Lauren. Um, for me, it's I really appreciate what Steve said. I mean, I, full disclosure in the front end, I am a CCB user, and I think that the value that they bring and what what I, I've picked up on is this idea of relationship and that with all the noise that's out there, in all of our lives, we've got to be more strategic at the, at the local church level because it really comes down to how each church implements it. How do we connect with our people in the midst of just a really busy life that everybody lives? And it's all based upon relationships because when we strip everything else away, that's all we really have. And so, I'm I, you know whether it's Facebook or Twitter or any of these other social networking tools, it's just it's coming at all of us with like a fire hose of information and trying to be strategic and where we want our people to be connected and then how do we grow them in the story, uh, God's story, to become all that God desires for them, realizing there's just a lot, a lot of stuff that's on our plates. Great. Good point. Um, today's podcast, we're going to focus on the life cycle of church membership and how assimilation occurs. Um, ben, you have some great examples in your book about uh, acquisition, assimilation, retention, and attrition. We'd love to hear you just describe that model and, uh, and touch on everything that would apply to the situation of uh, how, church, how people become members and how churches deal with that. 
Absolutely. I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. Um, those are really the four steps, acquisition, assimilation, retention, and attrition that, that, that describe what I call the life cycle of a church member. And, uh, and I know sometimes that, that's unfamiliar language to some, some church leaders, and, and it may even come across as a little clinical. Um, but one of the things that I think it's helpful for us to do uh, as leaders is to understand the process and how people engage with our churches, what that process looks like from beginning until end, and when we can uh, assign some names to those different, those different steps along the way, that helps us understand how we can build a process that moves people through it from, from interacting with the church from the first time, uh, whether that be an event that they come to attend or something that we bring to them uh, in the community, um, to, some, to the step in which they kind of raise their hand and say, you know, I'm really interested in what I'm seeing and hearing and the interactions that I've had, and, and so I'd like to find out more about it, uh, about this community of believers and how I can be a part of it, uh, to the point where, you know, when, when you look at retention, it being, um, you know, fully, full use of people's time, talents, and treasures within the church, and then, of course, uh, making room um, within uh, within the church model, realizing that that there and there you know that there will be a point in time in which that relationship with that particular church will end, and uh, and those are various reasons on each along the way. But one of the things I really try and point out in the book and highlight uh, as I work with churches related to funding is we need to understand uh, kind of uh, the relational aspect of people's interaction with the church so that we can build a model that helps them uh, move through the process so that, so that we can take advantage of, of what God has, uh, has given them. So we're quickly going through the steps on acquisition. That's really focusing on the point in, in the life of the church where we, we look to seek out and add new people. And sometimes we call this evangelism. Uh, sometimes we call this outreach. There are different names based upon the communities as they go along. But uh, acquisition is, is a very important part of particularly when we look at funding churches, but also finding and multiplying leaders and also making a true impact because we want to bring as many people as possible into the work that we're doing. And, uh, and then once we get them there, we have to find a way to acquaint them with our organization. You know, churches are oftentimes like a, a family reunion. And depending on the size of your family, you may not know everybody that's in the room. And, uh, you know, maybe at one point in time, everybody knew that the rule was at Thanksgiving at the family reunion that Uncle Harry always sat at the head of the table, and Uncle Harry was the one who was supposed to cut the turkey. Well, at a certain point in size, you start to lose what some of those kind of unspoken rules are, and it becomes unfamiliar, and next thing you know, somebody sat in Uncle Harry's seat, and somebody else has actually cut the turkey, and, and the whole thing just turns on its side. And, uh, and, and even though that, um, that may be, you know, kind of a, a very simplistic way of looking at church, every church, every community has certain rules. It has certain players. It has teams that work and operate and function within the church. And if you can imagine what it's like to come from the outside in, it's a very overwhelming experience. And particularly when we're looking at church funding, we want to find a way to connect someone who has said that they are interested in, in being a part of what we're doing to the point where help, we can help them find what that place looks like. And then we can acquaint, acquaint them with the, the rules, quote-unquote, the beliefs, the mission, the values of the organization, not so much in a data dump 
period of time where we kind of you know try and give them as much information as possible or throw a couple of books at them that has you know plenty of sheets of information but how can we involve them in the process where they begin to internalize and own um, the values and the, the shared the shared values and goals and mission and objective uh, of this community so much so that they find a place to serve and and I think assimilation is one of the one of the most difficult and undervalued steps in managing the the life cycle of a church member and and where we really you know we've spent a lot of time you know as far as if you look at just the the whole continuum from one side to the next of bringing people in, helping them find a place to be. Those are, those are very time-consuming, sometimes cost-consuming endeavors. And so once we get somebody to the point where they say, yes, we acquaint them with what's going on, it's important for us to help them find a place to serve. Not only do we know about folks who find a place to serve, not only do they, they tend to internalize the values of the organization, they tend to become evangelists for the organization, and, and they tend to be more satisfied. They tend to be the places uh, or the people who end up gravitating toward leadership positions. They tend to be the most faithful givers, those kinds of characteristics. And so I, I term that retention, but that's really helping people find that space and then let, letting them fully actualize their potential uh, within that space. And then we have to make room within our model um, for the fact that there's going to be a point in time when people depart from our community. Sometimes that's through, um, you know, death. Sometimes that's through, tra- you know, being transferred by a company. Uh, sometimes it's through it's, it's time for somebody to move on. Um, there's another opportunity or another congregation that God has called them to be a part of, and we have to make uh, we have to make room for that. And so I think those things in particular offer us a way to understand how people interact with our church and our ability to manage that process helps us understand the value of what God has brought to this particular community and this particular moment within that particular individual. Great. Thanks so much, Ben. That's that's really insightful um, to just understand the inner workings of all those processes to help churches really grasp each step along the way of, of how they can really help bring people in and keep them and make room for all of the steps that are part of the life cycle of church members. Steve, I'd love to hear from what you're seeing inside churches when they come to CCB for looking for help with church membership issues. Um, can you share with us some of the things that you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. And what uh, what Ben was touching on throughout that process, um, one of the things that sort of stands out as he was going through that is that that is a process that is that has to be managed by people. Uh, people have to do that. And as the church grows, as the church goes from being a, a church plant to a small to medium-sized church, and as they can, can continue to grow and serve more people, then the question is, is how do you how do you continue to do that process efficiently without just adding more people uh, to the process? And so what what we see constantly at CCB is what, um, how can we really add to the capacity? Church is really wanting to know how can we add the capacity to manage this process of the, the life cycle of people into our church without actually having to add additional headcount. And so what we need to be able to do is using technology, we need to be able to distribute the load somehow and empower people, as Ben used the term, raise their hand, people who raise their hand and say, hey, I'm, I want to help. 
Um, how do we empower those people to actually help and to be a part of this process of helping people find their place in the story, so to speak, and then helping them move through that process, whatever it looks like. Um, so for us at CCB, one of the big reasons that the churches come and talk to us to begin with and one of the things they want to know is can we help with that process? Can we bring some technology into place that helps distribute the workload, gets some tools in the hands of people who want to help, and then those people then in turn are able to turn around and help the people who are coming into the church uh, to find their place in the story, to get plugged in in whatever shape or form that that takes, and then be able to, to efficiently track that process throughout and, and find the places where people are engaging or not engaging, as the case may be. Thanks, Steve. Tom, have you seen technology um, being a part of the solution? I know you said you're a CCB user. How Can you touch briefly on how um, that has helped your, the, the process at your own church? Well, right, and it's interesting. I mean, Ben's got his four words. Um, you know, we, the way we look at it in our outposts is connect, grow, serve, go, and that's not a new idea with us, obviously, but I think you know, when you're, even in, in our outpost where, uh, at least particularly within student ministry, you know, I've got students that I'm trying to connect with, and it used to be I mailed all the time, and now everything is done through text messaging and through our uh, you know, our connection through the, our CCB uh, program. And it really, it's just, again, it's that noise I mentioned early on. There's just so much coming at us, and it seems like, particularly for students and even my adult workers, uh, the volunteers, the, their cell phone isn't far from them. and And so... You know, working really, really smart to, as we've connected people, we want to see them grow, to be able to have them serve and to step in. And, I mean, just a crazy example, just a couple of weeks ago we decided to do something to help Haiti. And the kids, after a lesson, they said, we've got to do something. And within within five days, or actually seven days, you take it from a Sunday night to the following Sunday, we were able through our CCB connection, through our Facebook page, through our web page, through Twitter, to bring five student-led bands to our outpost. This is a village of about 2,800 people, but we had over 200 students show up, and the bands donated their time, and we charged a head, you know, a head uh, cover fee to get in and raised $1,600 without even thinking about it. To and it was all done through the social networking component. And so when you look wow. at that, it's again, it's just really leveraging. And I think that as leaders within the local church, we have to figure out how to be really smart with what effort we've got because, as Steve mentioned just the things that come at us, uh, we just really, without adding more capacity, because actually we've just downsized. We had to have uh, actually uh, had to go through the rigors of what the economics have forced at the local level for us. Um, things have been pretty hard-pressed for us, and we had to eliminate uh, two-and-a-half uh, staff positions. And so mm -hmm. we're do doing even more with less. And so the, the whole net the net thing, the Internet, uh, the CCB network, the Facebook, Twitter, all those various platforms have just actually helped us to leverage and really control that in a way that uh, gets it done. Uh, it's still not where we want it to be because, again, this stuff is just happening so quickly, and it's about managing it efficiently and using the tools that the technology is bringing to us, what is you know, right there available. That's great to hear, Tom, and what a what a blessing that everyone can – really come together through the uh, technology tools that are available to do great things for uh, for the kingdom. Uh, during our next podcast, we will pick up the same subject but take it a step further and talk about how this connection creates community. 
Um, so join us again. We'll all be together. Um, once again, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Ben. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks.